0: Welcome to the Doodle Kisses Podcast, an extension of DoodleKisses.com. I'm your host, Adina Pearson. DoodleKisses.com is the social network for Labradoodle and Golden Doodle owners, wannabe owners, and the doodle curious. The goal of this podcast is to provide education, entertainment, and connect with our Doodle Kisses members on the topic of Labradoodles, Golden Doodles, and dogs in general. Happy Holidays! Happy Holidays! To those of you who celebrate, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas, and if you don't celebrate or celebrate other special holidays, I hope you had good food, good conversation, and a bit of rest. Today I'm chatting with my Doodle Kisses friend Lori with her doodles Fudge and Vern. Lori is a talented and hilarious writer, so if you ever get a chance, check out some of her old blog entries on Doodle Kisses. She's also a talented photographer. We really didn't plan a topic for our chat, but we ended up covering the Doodle Cruise, her history with dogs, tips for getting your photos into the Doodle Kisses calendar next year, and a little bit about how she's raising funds for animal rescue. We won't even put in a fundraising commercial in this episode, but if you have a few bucks left after all your Christmas shopping, you know we could use a little contribution to keep this podcast going strong. (laughs) Enjoy the episode. Lori, welcome to the Doodle Kisses podcast.
1: Hi, Adina. How are you?
0: I'm good. This is the second time I'm talking with Lori. Last time we tried it, we had sound issues and it went into the virtual trash can.
1: Stuff happens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just want to repeat everything we talked about last time. Um, so how long has have you guys been back from the doodle cruise?
1: Um, it was October and it was an all-inclusive this time. We went to Jamaica. On an all-inclusive, but the cruise, we haven't been on a cruise for quite some time. I think we kind of shelved the cruises and we're going to stick with the all-inclusives. Really?
0: It doesn't sound as cool to say the doodle all-inclusives. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we just sort of decided we didn't like having, you have such limited time when you get off the boat to do things and we wanted to have more time to explore and so it just works out better.
0: You guys all like each other so much. You want to hang out.
1: We do like each other. Yes. We have a nice group. Nobody ever adds to it. I mean, the, the same people seem to come back, but we don't have a lot of new additions from year to year, which is a shame because we
0: have a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you think people think you guys are a clique now? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. But we're not. We're not. We're in
1: all all inclusive, just like our resort.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You're doodle people.
1: That's right. As long as you know dogs and like dogs, you're good with us. In fact, we had somebody new this time. Dory brought somebody and she did fine. We had a good time with her. Cool. I'm not even sure she has a doodle. Maybe not.
0: So with a doodle, without a doodle, if exactly. you like doodles. We don't care. Go join these lovely people. Great. Right. <laughs> Who started it? Whose idea was it back then? Um, in- it
1: was Jane, um, Rooney, and Stuart. Uh-huh. She decided to do a cruise. And um I mean, I wavered. I wasn't sure it was going to go because at the time they allowed smoking on the boat and that smoking really bothers me. So I almost canceled. Uh-huh. And then I decided, oh, I was just going to, you know, go ahead and go. And I think there was 20 people. You Weren't you on the first cruise? Yeah. I was. Yeah. And it was 20, like 20 people. And we had a really nice time. It was like, we knew everybody from being online and Mm -hmm. it was really a great experience because my husband, John, wasn't, he wasn't that excited about going, you know, when I said, we're going with the total strangers to meet, you know, they have doodles and he was, you know, okay, but we had a great time. It was really a, a really wonderful moment in our life. I mean, we had a nice time and loved everybody. And, most of those people still go.
0: Yeah. Well, do you think you guys would ever go to one of those um camping with your dogs like canine? No, no? I wouldn't. Oh. I wouldn't
1: because Fudge and Vern, Fudge is not dog friendly.
0: Uh-huh. And um no,
1: it would just be horrible for me. I'd be a nervous wreck worrying about Fudge. I mean, yeah. she is she likes a dog, she likes, but she is very possessive of Vern and it just I would just be nervous the whole time. So no, I want to have a vacation and I miss them, but it's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'd like to go on one of those with the dogs, but we'll see what my future dogs have in yeah. store for me. <laughs> so what if Fudge and Vern think about the fact that you leave for a vacation without them every year? That's called the doodle.
1: Uh, they don't like it. In fact, I have to now pack when I pack. I have to hide my packing. I do it in the basement so that Fudge can't see it. It's <laughs> mostly Fudge. Uh And I hide it down there. And I mean, I am like covering it up with a blanket. And then I have my husband, John has to take him for a walk. And I schlep everything up the steps and out into the car. And she knows because I find her just sitting in a doorway staring at me like, I can't believe you're leaving again. And. (sighs) It's really hard. I mean, uh, that's the hardest thing for me about having dogs is the having to leave and the worry. And I mean, I just worry when I'm out of the house, even for a few hours, I start thinking, oh, I need to be home. And, and they're great in the house. They don't do anything. They never had an accident. They don't chew anything. Mm -hmm. They're just good dogs in the house, but I worry most of the time when I'm out and away from them. So does
0: does John worry at all?
1: No, he doesn't worry at all. That's why you
0: have to do it all.
1: Yeah. So I worry about everything and he worries about nothing.
0: This is the curse of motherhood. man. Yeah, it is. Uh, And
1: I think burn and fudge will be our last dogs. I mean, we're 62 and 63 and I don't want to make another 15 year commitment. I just, um, I just don't. I mean, it's just, I want to be able to go out of the house and not worry about dogs just once in my life. And, so, and they've been great dogs. They are obviously my heart dogs, but I think when they're done, we're done. I think we're going to be done.
0: Yeah, that's a so hard decision. I hope decision we have a long time
1: left. They're 11 and 10, but, you know, I, I hope they're, they live a long, healthy life. But when they're gone, I think that we're going to probably not do dogs for a while.
0: You don't think you'd get some kind of small dog you can transport in your purse?
1: No. I think we're going to move closer to my other, uh, my daughters and they have dogs. So mm. we'll be grandparents to dogs and we can babysit dogs. That's nice. Yeah. And maybe foster, who knows? We might do something like that where we could, you know, we could have them and then if it didn't work out, you know, find them a good home and, and move on. So yeah. I don't know if I can do it or not. I'd be afraid I'd be a foster fail, but we might try it.
0: I totally thought that I was tough and hard as nails because I can go to a breeder's home and look at puppies and not leave with one. So I thought, oh, fostering, it's no big deal. I'm doing a good thing. Of course, I'm not going to be sad because it's going to a good home. And then I did fostering and then I cried my eyes out for two days and thought, what have I done? (laughs) What should be mine? (laughs) I
1: I don't know how you do it. I admire anybody who does the fostering and the rescuing and and all that. It just takes a special person to do all of that, I think.
0: I just thought that I was harder. That's why yeah. I, I went for it. So we'll see. No, if I, I know I'm not.
1: So <laughs> I, I know, I, I just know there would be foster fails one after the other. So mm-hmm. I just think about it. We'll have to decide it'll be another chapter in our life. John just retired in January. And so we, you know, we're free to go more if we want to. And, and, um, but we don't cause I always consider the dogs first.
0: Yeah. Right. I've thought it before, like, you know, would I be happier being able to travel a lot, you know, once my kids are older and they're out of the house or would I be happier having a bunch of dogs and I can't decide? Yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, if I was like younger, you know, it's just a big, you know, if you get a dog and they live a long, healthy life, it could be a, you know, like a 15 year commitment. Right. We're 62 and 63, do the math. We'll be super old by then. So (laughs) we, I just don't know. I mean, I don't want to, and I am such a, Perfectionist that I'm afraid no one else could take care of Fudge and burn as as well as I can, and mm-hmm. I would worry. I don't want to leave them and have somebody else take them, and they wouldn't do things the way I do it the the right way. So yeah. as well as I tell my husband. <laughs> so <laughs> I just think you know it'll be a good time, but I hope they live. You know I wish they could live forever, but they don't. So yeah,
0: I know that's so hard. Vocus, yeah, it is. is gonna be ten next year. And that feels like a um, triumph. So I know that what happens on the cruise or the all-inclusive stays on the cruise or all-inclusive. Yes, yeah, so I what can't give any secrets. But what yeah. would Fudge and Vern think about you and John's behavior?
1: Um, it's no different. I don't behave any differently anywhere. I mean, I I think that they would all, and I, I don't drink, which is, you know, an all-inclusive is a big, uh, you know, there's a lot of liquor. Let's put it that way. (laughs) John likes the liquor. I, and I don't have anything against it. I just don't like anything. And they try to find stuff for me and I taste it and I'm like, "Mm, no, I don't like that either. No, I don't like that either. Still no. But I, and like one of the girls said, we don't even know what you would be like if you did drink. So, you know, we have a great time and we don't really even talk that much about our dogs. We just, all have known each other for so many years it's just like a group of friends getting together and and just you know reminiscing and and uh you know getting to know each other again because it's usually a year in between although I do see several of the people um in between the cruises because one of the one of the ladies lives near my daughter another one uh she lives past Chicago but they came to see us this year and so we do see people and mm-hmm. that's nice, but I feel like through Doodle Kisses I have friends all around United States. Um I mean uh a couple of the gals come from Ireland uh to our cruise and are all inclusive, so wow. We know people from all over and we go to Newfoundland almost every other year because we met another doodler, you know, there. Oh cool. So we go every other year we try to go to Newfoundland to to see them. So I mean, that's all good. And it's all people I would never have known if I hadn't gotten Fudge and Vern and joined Doodle Kisses.
0: Yeah. The beauty of dogs to connect us so all. Cool. So I want, do you think Karen will ever go? Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know if Karen will or not. I hope she does. <laughs> I think on, Karen. She should. she'd have a good time. I actually just saw Karen Um, not too long ago. I just, it was, within a month uh it's a long story about why i had to go see karen i was picking something up that she got for me for my son-in-law's sister and that i had to drive up and get it and uh we had lunch and drive back but it was always good to see her and i love to see jasper mm-hmm. i love to see jack doodle when he was alive so it's nice i mean i feel like we have friends everywhere
0: for listeners who don't know all these people from doodle kisses karen is our resident food Guru. Um, she is probably the most knowledgeable person about dog food and many dog conditions. Um, you know, if you ever need help with figuring out some GI gastrointestinal thing, come on to the food group and talk to Karen and she will not lead you astray.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she she knows her stuff. So Mm -hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I in fact the other day we were walking the dogs and I had a guy stop, he got out of his truck. He stopped his car, got out of his truck, complimented the dogs, and then handed me his card for some kind of food he sells. And when he left, I said to John, he didn't know who he's messing with. I only would do what Karen says when it comes (laughs) to food. I don't know that guy with a truck gets out and wants me to buy his food. I was like, I don't think so." so. And then he asked me what kind of food and I said from, and then he just sort of like went, oh, okay. And then you know, here's my card just in case, but I think he knew that from was a good food. So yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He found out you weren't feeding like, you That's, know, old Roy or something. Right.
1: Like that. No, no. <laughs> don't suffer it anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So, uh, when we first tried talking, I found out your whole dog story, but I want you to tell us your dog story again. So from your early memories. What do you remember about dogs?
1: Well, my mom didn't like dogs and my sisters aren't dog lovers. Um, but I think I came out of the womb saying dog and I always wanted a dog and we didn't have very good luck with dogs growing up, but, um, and we didn't have very many, but then I, uh, our main dog was Hershey, who was a chocolate lab. And my oldest daughter, Megan, she was like me. She wanted a dog. I did not want a dog at that time. I worked, I had two kids, um, you know, I was married. I just didn't want a dog. It was, I knew who was going to get stuck doing everything. And Megan begged, Oh, no, I'll do everything. I'll do everything. Well, you know, we had the dog a week and Megan was done.
0: How old was Megan? At that time,
1: she was ten. She was uh ten when she got a dog, and uh, Haley was petrified of dogs. My youngest was nine, eight or nine, and she was absolutely petrified of dogs. But um, we got her, she who was a chocolate lab, and we knew nothing. I mean, somebody had a litter of pups. A dog ran in the yard and got impregnated their dog, and I mean, it was probably what they call backyard breeder. But that dog was a really good dog never did anything. Spe- I mean, I didn't take her in the car with me everywhere. I didn't, I mean, her. She didn't get the best of me like Fudge and Burn did because I just didn't have the time like I have with, uh, you know, with the kids. I'm having a hot flash. Can you see it? Um, so anyways, we got her and my, I still talk about this and Megan is 35 now and she's like, let it go, mom. I was 10, but I <laughs> can't let it go. I'm like, we had a dog and you didn't ever help with it. So but she was a really good dog. We had her till she was 13 and she just got old and sick and uh, diabetic and, and uh, die- you know, we had, we had to eventually put Hershey to sleep, which was very hard. And then we thought, well, okay, I said no more dogs. I'm never getting another dog as long as I live. Um, I didn't want another dog. I wanted, you know, not to take care of it. Well, that lasted about three months. And I couldn't stand not having a dog in the house. So we started looking online. I went through a lab rescue. Again, I was stupid. I thought all labs were like Hershey was just like a near perfect dog. She got, re- she got along with cats and dogs and people and kids. I never had a bit, you know, you could let her off the leash. She would come when she was called. She was just a wonderful dog. Well, then we got Honey through a lab rescue who was 11 when we got her. And she was completely nuts. I mean, she, <laughs> I had clicked off every dog that had separation anxiety. I knew that wasn't gonna be for me. And we brought her home and oh no, she doesn't have separation anxiety. She's just was an older dog, eleven, and brought her home and we went out to dinner the first I don't know, it was within a, three days of getting her, and she destroyed our front door in the hour and a half that we were gone. She had terrible separation anxiety. Wow. So I always said my $100 rescue dog turned into like a thousand, you know, we spent thousands of dollars. We had to hire a behavioralist. I mean, I did everything to try to help her and she could not be crated she would make a mess everywhere. The only thing she liked to do was go in the car and she, you could, you know, like if it was a cold day, I could have her in the car, run in and do my errands. And she was perfect. I mean, Mm. I took her once when I went to the doctor because I couldn't leave her alone. Well, I finally got a dog sitter who I interviewed and she came to the house and she was like, you know, well, how many times do you want me to check on her each day? I said, no, I want you to come and get her. Take her to your house until I can get home, and so that's what we did mm-hmm. and we did, and she was a hard dog. I mean, she was fixated on me, she had um resource guarding, she bit our youngest daughter she i mean sh- for no reason she was just was it turned out i we think honey had a brain tumor and probably had it when we got her because she, her behavior was so erratic, but I loved her, I loved her dearly. Um, but when she died i said to john again i'm not getting any more dogs ever again i'm done well then my oldest daughter megan started looking online for dogs and <laughs> she wanted a french bulldog and i was like well then she just hooked me and, you know i <laughs> like well, you know and i met a doodle we were out cross country skiing and we met a doodle i didn't even know what a doodle was but this dog was gorgeous and its name was jefferson i think and he was such a beautiful dog and I just thought, "Oh, I think I, you know, I love the look of that dog." I knew nothing about doodles, about shedding or or any of that stuff. Well, so I came home and I started looking and Megan was looking and we were encouraging and egging each other on. <laughs> and I ended up getting Fudge and she ended up getting her first French bulldog bonsai. And then I had Fudge for about a year and I decided that I was going to get a second dog. And again, Megan decided she was getting a second dog and we urged each other on, encouraged each other. She ended up with a second bulldog. I ended up with a second doodle burn. Was she out of the house at this point? Oh yeah, she was. uh, Yeah. Megan was uh, actually in college and she was getting her PhD and I tried everything I could to talk her out of it. I was like, you're young and you're, no, she wanted a dog and she's, she's a great dog owner. And they had you know, since I have had a son and the dogs have done well with him. And they're those French Bulldogs are like two couch potatoes compared to Fudge and Burn. I mean, Fudge and Burn, we exercise every day, twice a day, Mm -hmm. or we pay with Burn. He won't go to bed at night. He'll just drive you nuts. Mm -hmm. But those two dogs, they don't even get up when you come in the house. They just look (laughs) like, Oh, look, you're home. You know, our dogs are So, you know, the doodles are higher energy, much higher energy than a French bulldog. And, um, well, in this case, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I don't know about every French bulldog, but in Megan's case, it worked out for her.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's how I, and I thought, you know what, if I'm going to have a dog that's so totally screwed up like honey was at 11, I'm going to do it myself is what I thought. That's why I thought, well, I'll get puppy. (laughs) you know, and we've had really good luck with them. They've been great dogs and they are, like I said, I just, you know, I guess since I was retired and home with them, I mean, they just do everything with me. I mean, I, I take them with me most places and we walk twice a day and, and uh, they're just good. I mean, I just really enjoy their company.
0: And Fudge was just like her name suggests, the this- gorgeous little chocolate fluff ball as a puppy. She was she
1: was so adorable and um yeah, she was and I picked the name Fudge cuz we always pick food names. But my sister hated Fudge and that name. I mean, she went on and on, oh, you that just sounds terrible. I cannot believe you're going to yell here Fudge and oh Fudge and <laughs> by god that I after she drove me nuts but I was like, "Oh, she'll be named Fudge no matter what." So uh-huh. she was and uh I love her and I love the name. And um, then along came Vern and we couldn't figure out, I wanted um, beans. No, I wanted noodle. Oh, and uh-huh. John said there was, he wasn't going to yell, here fudge, here noodle <laughs> at the dog park or something. So we just kept, you know, trying to figure out dogs' names. And finally I said, what about Verners, which is a Midwest ginger ale? Mm-hmm. And we were like, bingo, that's it. And Vern is a Vern. I mean, he's just a big, goofy, lovable Vern. So yeah, their name spit them.
0: Yeah. And now they are not just cute adult doodles. They are models. Oh, they are.
1: Yes, they do. They model. um, Yes, they do. And I'm going to take a minute just to talk about that. They do. They model. Um, I, well, I started photography, which you know, and mainly it was to get my dogs on your doodle calendar. I really had no other, there was no other, I mean, I hardly ever took a picture of my kids growing up. I didn't <laughs> know if I ever had a camera, but there was something about that calendar. I was like, it was competitive, and I was like, I'm getting my dogs on that calendar. I don't care what I
0: have to do. And she's been in it ever, her dogs have been in it every single year because not only are they gorgeous, but she takes great photos.
1: Well, in the beginning, though, I didn't. And Haley, my youngest daughter, actually has a degree in photography. And she, I made her help me. I mean, I was like, you are getting art these dogs. And she, then she just stopped. She wouldn't do it after a while. She said I was mean and I was getting too competitive. And so she just stopped. So it was after she stopped, I decided I was going to have to do it then. And then Camilla and Darwin, from the Camilla and Darwin, you know, from the group, she offered to teach some of us photography. Mm-hmm. And that's what started it. I mean, I bought a camera and I didn't use a camera. It took me a year to even open the camera. I was just like, I didn't know how it worked. I wasn't interested in learning. And then she t- gave us classes and there were probably six or eight of us that took those classes online from her. I mean, she just did it out of goodness or heart. And uh, oh, she, when I think of all the pictures I gave her to edit that were out of focus, and she would do them and try to be so nice about them, and I think, man, I go look at them now, I'm like, well, she must have thought, what in the world? <laughs> She's
0: a sweetheart.
1: But and then I, so I did that, and then I started to want to learn lighting, and so I could do indoors, so I wouldn't have to take them out in public, schlepping my camera and two dogs with two leashes, you know, and one who's not dog friendly, and. So I thought, well, I'm going to move into the studio. And that's what I did. And then I needed to learn lighting. But I got bored with lighting and just doing ordinary headshots. So I started putting them um, vintage hats on them. And it's kind of then people were asking me, was I going to do a calendar or something? So that's what I did in the last two years. I donate all my profits to um, Animal Rescue. And this year right now, I'm up to... I'm almost up to a thousand dollars of donations that I've made. So that makes me feel really good because we all know doodles can get a bad rap and people, you know, designer dogs and this and that, but this is our way of giving back. So Mm I, I'm very proud of that. The fact that we do that, but my, yeah, my dogs are, they are models because they, they're just so good. And Fudge is rotten outside, but in that studio, she's like Heidi Klum. She gets up (laughs) on that table and just sits there like a pro. And Vern works for cheese, so he'll do anything for cheese. So he's happy sitting up there with cheese.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you definitely need to check out her Instagram. It's called Vintage Mad Hatter.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: No dots or dashes, just Vintage Mad Hatter. Right, adorable, adorable photos. I don't know where you get so many hats. Do you have to special order them or like? No, I, I antique and I find them at
1: antique shows. And then I have people that my sister, will, she wrote me yesterday, do you have this hat? She was somewhere, you know, and I'll say, don't get it or get it. I've had a couple of people just send me hats, which has been, and again, that's online Facebook photography groups. I had a guy in California send me a, a hat and a scarf Wow. um, Yeah. So I've had some people just give me hats and then um, mostly I buy them. I have way too many hats. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I really don't. Um, It sort of was a sickness for a while, but I'm kind of over, I'm getting over that now. I've come up with some new idea for them, I think.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Put them in your will for, I don't know. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I should raffle them off is what I should do. Oh yeah. I have some really cool hats. That's for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. I love the one of burn with that like fur, animal fur hat. Oh, yeah. Thing. It like all blends into one Yeah, one color. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: And fudge is funny because when I go by them, people will say, oh, are these for you? And I'm like, no, no, they're for my dog. So then I'll show them the pictures. And uh, so we always have a laugh or two about that. But yeah, that's fun. It's a fun hobby. I mean, I have fun with it. People, and we're only out there. I mean, I don't torture them. We're out there a couple minutes and I mean, I get it all set up. Bing, bang, boom, we're done. And, and they're good.
0: Yeah. This is a good time to talk about our Doodle Kisses calendars. Um, we make, I make four, three to four every year and you've seen them all. Yeah, um, And your dogs are in most of them <laughs> or at Thank least you. every year they're in some. <laughs> um, I usually want to make the whole calendar of Lori's, photos because they're so excellent well, thank you there's a few people like that who i'm like you know we could make the whole calendar of this dog and and have a beautiful calendar um so you get in every year and we have a all labradoodle calendar an all golden doodle calendar and each of those has one big photo per page and then we have a lots of doodle calendar and in that one we have four photos per page and it can be any kind of doodle so we don't discriminate between dog owners you know somebody who has like a random poodle mix wants to enter the contest and they're a member of our site then they can enter and submit their photos so we will include a variety of doodle and poodle mixes and then we have more recently we had an action doodle calendar that was called ready set go and this year we did what was the name of it ready set doodle was it uh, no what the what the doodle what the doodle yeah so who knows what we'll do next year we've done puppy calendars in the past so if you're interested you can check our show notes for the link to buy um, one of the 2020 calendars and when you buy those it helps support the website it helps support the podcast so if, if you want a gorgeous doodle calendar for your home for your office for your groomer definitely check out that link now as somebody who spent a lot of time doing photography with dogs and has gotten into the doodle calendar. A number of times and you know the rules and you know the guidelines for our doodle calendar what tips would you give people thinking like oh I have a beautiful dog Uh, I would love to get my dog in your calendar what tips would you give people you know as a photographer
1: okay well I guess the main thing is I would look make sure your background isn't cluttered like this behind me right now would not be a good picture for a dog I mean it's you want to focus on the dog so and you want to make sure that you're not out in the middle of the day in the harsh sunlight. Um, that's the very worst time to take a picture of your dog because there's shadows and it's usually not a good picture.
0: And harsh, harsh sunlight. How, like, right. What does that mean, really, for somebody who really doesn't know the difference?
1: Well, it just means that you're out in the, you know, like at, when the sun is beaming down and you look through your lens and you can't really see anything because the sun, that, then that's a good indication not to take a picture. Mm -hmm. Um, you're better off doing it early in the morning or later in the evening when the sun is going down. Personally, I prefer to shoot on rainy or gloomy days. I just uh, like it better. I don't have to worry about that. I mean, I get irritated when I go out and I get the dogs all set up and out comes the sun. I'm like, oh crap, you know, I can't take a good picture now. So, but I mean, I just conscious of always looking at the background. You don't want to have like, uh, electrical outlets in there or a TV or, you know, really try not to take it where there's a bunch of furniture or clutter. Uh, the focus should just be on the dog.
0: Yeah. I wanted to say like, it's so hard when you see your dog with your heart, right? Like right now I'm looking at your background just in this video conference and I see right. a part of a painting, not the whole thing,
1: yeah, there it uh, is.
0: There's like part of a window, and right next to your head, behind it, there's the bedpost. There's a lamp, and you, it's sort of sideways behind you. So if that was a picture, as beautiful as you are, I probably wouldn't choose that photo because there's so much clutter in the background. And I've noticed this myself when I've like been driving. <laughs> I've done this. I've been driving down the road in the spring, and the trees are gorgeous with their pink colors. Or maybe in the fall and I'll pull my car car to the side. And when I'm looking out, I just see the trees. And when I take a picture, I'm like, oh, there's a power line. Oh, there's like this corner of that building. Oh, there's these cars in the way. And so when you're just looking with your eyes, you're able to focus on the thing that you're looking at. But when you have to really be careful when you're looking at your picture and see, is everything in the background and around the dog pleasant? Does it make sense? Is it distracting? And and it's hard to see that when you're looking with your heart. So you have to pull that aside and, and just look very objectively. Um, because I've had, I've received pictures with people, like someone will take the photo and next to the dog is like someone else's hairy knee, you know, like they didn't see it cause they see with their heart, they see their dog. Right. So that's kind of tricky. Um, I would add, yeah. like, if you have a, if you're taking photos with your camera phone, with your phone. I don't know all about the settings, but I know sometimes it just doesn't have enough pixels or it's not big enough.
1: Or sometimes it's pixelated. I don't know either about the settings because I just got a smartphone and I, I never submit pictures that I took with my phone. They're always with my Canon camera, but, um, yeah, sometimes I'll see pictures that they have some kind of a, I don't know if it's in the setting that it, maybe it's an HDR setting, a uh, I don't know. It's just something where it doesn't look correct. It looks pixelated. And when you enlarge it and you think about the counters, like what, eight and a half by 11, and you enlarge that picture, when you can't see the detail of the dog and you start to see little, I don't know, boxes for a better word, mm-hmm. then that's not going to work on a calendar.
0: When it looks like Minecraft. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Not- that's
1: it. And you have to take them horizontally. I mean, you want to, it has to be wider than it is tall. I mean mm-hmm. you get a really good picture of it, you know, with its tall and, and narrow and that will not be accepted because the page is wide it has to be a right. eight
0: and a half to, by eleven or whatever. It needs to be wide a wide horizontal landscape, whatever word you use. And and Lori has seen a some photos that are submitted because in the photography group within Doodle Kisses, there's every year there's a discussion where members go and submit photos to each other for criticism and help in editing. So You know that's a possibility. And I have, you
1: know, I help people edit. I mean, I have had a lot of people ask me to help edit, and I'm happy to do that. I love editing. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, and if I can improve it in any way, I'm happy to do that. But sometimes you you can't improve a out of focus picture. There's just nothing you can do. It has to be at least in focus to Mm -hmm. you know to be able to. There are things you can Photoshop out. Like I'm looking at you right now, and there's in the corner. There's a you know, it must be a mirror or something. You could Photoshop that out. Mm-hmm. So it would just be you on a green background, but which would be a good photo, but mainly you should just go out and try to get a picture maybe in front of some flowers or something where it's a pretty background and you're just seeing the flowers and the dog. You're not seeing cars or mm-hmm. the telephone wires or buildings.
0: Yeah, there's only so many things you can photoshop out before right (laughs) and
1: and it's a lot of work to do all that so if you can get it right in camera that makes it so much easier than trying to fix something later that's not right
0: and there's something like my personal preference there's something about when there's a, a party or a black and white or merle of some kind dog that's like gray black and white that really pops when there's colorful background. So whenever I've had like a a Merle type dog, like an Aussie doodle or a black and white mix kind of gray and there's like flowers, I'm not a huge, you know, flowers and photos person, but somehow, or even like really brightly colored leaves, it really makes that black and white dog pop and kind of stand out instead of just being this gray, you know, like a concrete or, um, wood floor you know
1: exactly well the one that got picked for Vern this year is actually it's out Vern's out in the the green you know it's out in our garden in the back and we actually put a post you know some kind of a cement thing we had we had to get Vern up on that and Vern weighs 115 pounds <laughs> so, but once you get him up there he's very fine I mean he's fine so we got him up there and put a hat on him I put some mushrooms in the thing but it's all green around him. And um, I did notice there was a little bit of a fence, but I don't think it's that noticeable. I noticed it, but I mean, I didn't. Had, there's nothing I can do about it. So, mm-hmm. but sometimes that really bright green is also not a good look. I mean, sometimes that's it, too green. It's too um, vivid or something. And you sort of have to think about those kind of things. So, so yeah, you're right. I mean, everybody looks at their, I mean, in the beginning, when I took pictures of fudge I submit the first one I submitted of fudge wasn't even in the right format and I was so mad at you when you did not pick it and it (laughs) wasn't even big enough for the but I mean I I stomped her I cannot believe she didn't pick that picture and it wasn't even in the right format and I go back now and I look at it I'm like it wasn't even in focus it was fudge, (laughs) no and nothing was in focus his her legs were cut off it was a terrible picture but yeah, yeah, you're right. It's your dog and you love them and you think, oh, that's just such a cute picture. they're so cute, but sometimes it's not a good picture for a calendar.
0: The photo means something to you, you right? Know? so that's why you see it that way. You mentioned green, and I guess one thing that brings to mind is we get a lot of pictures, and this isn't bad, I don't mean to say this in like, oh, you terrible people sending in these bad pictures, but we get a lot where there's just a dog in the middle of green grass with nothing else and after a lot of those they start to seem boring when you're the one picking through the calendar selection option so if you can get something else interesting in that picture besides yeah. green grass one thing we seem to not have a lot of is um fall leaves we do get some but because we choose a calendar picture by the end of september i think people just kind of are tired and so once the leaves come out <laughs> they're right. they're done taking photos for a while so those are always going to be um in need fall leaves.
1: Sometimes I have a file that I just keep and as I take a picture and I look at I think oh this is pretty good you know and I'll throw it in that file and then at the end of the year when you're or whenever you're asking for submissions and I go through those files and sometimes I do ask you know a couple people what do you think about this one or that one because like you said you see things differently and a lot of times the pictures that get picked are not my favorite pictures. I mean, there's something I like about another picture better mm-hmm. and it doesn't get picked. I mean, like my apple picture that you didn't pick. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Fudge was running. I threw an apple. She ran and got it and she brought it back to me and the bite was just perfect. And Adina did not pick it. Oh, I ran it a little bit about that too. Adina. <laughs> I was like that. Who gets a picture of a dog with an apple? So
0: I can't even remember why. Do you know what I picked instead that year?
1: You didn't like the bokeh, you said, I think. I don't oh. remember what you picked that year, but I, I said I was going to submit it every year till I got picked, but I didn't. <laughs>
0: <so>. <laughs> and the bokeh, which sounds like my dog's name, is B-O-K-E-H, which refers to what? Well, it's like
1: like if you take a long lens and you set it at, 2.8 which is getting kind of technical a lot of times in the background you'll have this these beautiful like almost like balls of light mm-hmm. and that sort of bokeh and and that a lot of photographers just love that and I don't think you like it as well as some people do but it can make such a cool picture when it's these balls of light in the back of the dog you have to shoot pretty wide open for that and I don't shoot, I don't usually do that. I like to make sure my, you have less chance of getting your dog in focus, the whole plane Mm -hmm. of the dog. So yeah, I don't usually like to do that, but I love to look at the people that do. I mean, there's some good photographers that take really awesome pictures.
0: Didn't DJ's Chance get some of those in the calendar I'm trying to think do you remember yeah
1: and Nancy and Georgia Brown she Mm -hmm. has some very good beautiful pictures of the dogs with you know with Georgia with that Mm -hmm. yeah
0: it's like this yeah iridescence photography effect where the dog is in focus the background is sort of like yeah trying to describe it but I'm doing it with my hands and nobody can see that so
1: yeah (laughs) yeah that's a neat look but um again like and I'm not as I get older, I mean, I am not so keen on going out anymore. I mean, first of all, I don't have anybody who wants to help me. And um, so to go out and take them out in the woods, which I used to do and lay on the ground and try to get the picture, not have them run away from me. And I do that less and less. I mean, I'm more apt. I just took them in the backyard for the Vern picture. And, and I, like I said, I like to do it in studio now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and the but- one of that got picked a Vern on the boat or fudge on the boat. I don't know if that was taken this year or uh but she's confined on a boat, so I don't have to I'm not chasing her around you know, I'm not oh. trying to worry about she can get off the boat. Although she can easily jump off a boat, but she doesn't. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, so confined as in she's stuck on a boat. Confined on the boat, down.
1: sitting on the chair and right. so and she's not gonna you know, she's there. Not mm-hmm. like being out in where I have to be concerned are there other dogs around right she doesn't do all that and she has a very high prey drive so if there's a squirrel or anything that moves or a car and I, I can't keep her attention
0: mm-hmm. In the yeah. studio
1: she's perfect so for me it, that's what's easier for me
0: yeah and I want to say that it this conversation might make some people feel like well I'm not an amazing photographer I don't have a fancy camera. What's the point of submitting photos to the calendar? And I just want to encourage you because every year there's somebody who takes a relatively simple photo without a fancy camera that we're able to edit just enough, you know, maybe the color or the brightness or something else. And and really, it's a great photo. It just needed a tiny little bit of help. So don't don't back down or, or feel like you have to be this amazing photographer. Um, just take lots of photos.
1: That's right. And everybody in that photography group is more than happy to help anybody can, if they're embarrassed to write something on public, you know, write me privately. I've helped many people behind the scenes, you know, with what I and trying to help them take a better picture and edit their dog so that dog can get on the calendar. And yeah, and I know there's about, there's at least four other people that I know off the top of my head that will gladly help you edit and and do all that and tell you, Oh, here's a better way to get a, you know, better picture. And, and, and you can do it. I mean, I honestly, like I said, I didn't take a pick up a camera until I was well into my fifties.
0: Yeah. So we hope to see all your photos next year. We'll put a link to the doodle kisses photography group and to the, our calendars, which are, which is CafePress.com forward slash doodle kisses. Um, anything else? Do you have any kind of burning soapbox or, recent fun story you want to tell us
1: no I don't mainly that we are this year we're having trouble with sleeping at night I don't know I was going to tell the people with new dogs if you do not want your dog in bed with you as they get older and start to weigh 115 pounds don't let them when they're little because we got two dogs now and I'm I'm in the spare room right now which is sort of the room I escape to when I have no more room on my bed (laughs) So last night Fudge pushed me sideways and then Vern took all the foot room and then I just came over here and said, you know what, I'm gonna have a nice restful sleep over here and then inevitably Vern or Fudge follows me over here. Oh hilarious. No, and I l I don't mind it really I say that, but our comfort comes second to fudge and birds at night, I'll just say that.
0: That's very kind of you. I after children my sleep is like number one priority. So I don't care about dogs or kids. I need I don't to sleep. Think I let my
1: kids sleep with me. I was always like, no, no, you're going back in your own room. But
0: Hudge and Vern are different. <laughs> <laughs> They're spoiled rotten is what they are. They are lucky dogs. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Lori, for coming on today. Um, and have a happy new year.
1: Thank you. And, and have a happy ho- holiday to everybody. Thanks, Adina.
0: Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Doodle Kisses podcast. If you have any ideas or recommendations for future topics or guests, send me an email at admin at That's ad That's a D M I N at doodlekisses.com. Also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, pocket casts, stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. So you can have every episode ready to listen to as soon as it comes out. The show notes will link you to our GoFundMe page as well as links to some of the things we discussed in today's episode. Talk to you next time on the next episode of the Doodle Kisses podcast.